0: Hello and welcome to Kicking Balls, the podcast where two twenty-something Americans give out a whole lot of opinions on soccer as if they're fact.
1: Hello everyone. Hello. Hello. You're back. Um, Katya promised me like four hours ago that we would get this done quickly. Air, air I just quotes. Said that it um, might.
0: And you seem to not really care one way or the other whether it was quick at least a couple hours ago. So but now you're complaining about being tired again. So um
1: look, it's 9 p.m. It's my bedtime. Listen, but also my listen. fault because this road. is when I tell we tell you we need to record. So all in all, we're doing good. We don't have <laughs> as much uh are we doing good? It's always a question at the beginning of this podcast. Um that's just to preface the fact that we don't have too much to talk about. We're just going to recap some games that happened and then literally just talk about transfer news. So,
0: all in all, um, there were basically three games that happened. We are we are really 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 in the tail end of of the season now. Or yes. I suppose some of the leagues officially played their last game last weekend, but, but nothing
1: nothing really players mattered players. at that point. At least for like top spots. So yeah, so not really worth.
0: We're not really going to talk about we're any not of talk about it already decided um i remembered the other thing but sorry never mind we go um
1: (laughs) there was whatever in that needs to be added in um let us start well which one do you want to pick that uh what what did
0: you say what 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 can we cut this out please I don't know what you're talking about I said there were three games and you said something and I didn't hear what you said oh I said well
1: which one of the two games that happened at the same time do you want to talk about first
0: thought oh, we were going in the order you wrote down
1: okay that's fine I don't always
0: write things in order so I never really know well anyway we're gonna go in the order you wrote things down Rachel okay um, which means we're gonna talk the lady ladies first ladies um, first
1: I mean who else would be first can I also say one well, the topic of women footballers which is not related to this game at all is that Sam Kerr and Christy Morris are currently like hanging out or whatever and their Instagram photos are oh my very god fun they've, and been, nice. they've so, been
0: apart for too long I can't they've take been it apart I mean, for too long so they've been apart. blessed um, I'm so happy they're back together um and by, I'm, by together I mean like back together I mean like back in the physical and so physical like space together. They've been together the whole time. Yeah, but they've been but they parted. are back physically in the same place. Yes, so you're you're so su- you're so right about that. Perfect way to start things off.
1: Yes. Um, anyway, with more important and probably like you know more interesting business. Um, the Women's Champions League final, Wolf- Wolfsburg versus Barcelona. What a tale of two halves. Honestly. What's Though, so funny
0: about this is I, during that first half, I texted Rachel probably about 15 times saying, I was like, oh my God, this is the, I'm getting deja vu. I'm getting it deja was vu. Deja vu to a T. Because it was, it was almost the exact, the first half was almost exactly down to the way the goals were scored. Yeah. It was like freaky how it, it happened. It was almost an exact replica of the final last year between Barca and Lyon. Um, yeah. For uh, you know, Wolfsburg's uh, barzi gets scored on early from a screamer outside the box. Last year it was on Ali. Um, this year, um, it was really off a mistake from from. It Lucy was a Braun. mistake.
1: I mean, Lucy Bronze gave the ball up. Yes, Lucy Bronze um, did not
0: have her best game. No, but she did not. But nonetheless, we move. Um, and then you know, sort of a. Uh, You know, it was one of those things. And then Wolfsburg scored again um, to make it 2-0 before half. And what was so interesting, and and it's the same thing I remember saying about the final last year, was that Barcelona are so good. And then the final ball. Yeah. Oh, God. How many times did they knock the ball into the left? They had the
1: run of the show on that left side of the pitch in the first half. And
0: like during sports. the first half, they were absolutely embarrassing Wolfsburg on their the, Barcelona's left side of the pitch. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was they were running amok, doing whatever they damn well pleased, and yet could not get the ball in the goal. And it was frustrating to watch as a Barca fan because you were like, Oh my god, and you, and you just felt I, I felt such supreme deja vu uh, from last year. Um, such, such, such deja vu. It was not, I didn't feel yeah. good um but then in a in an excellent 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 comeback uh Barcelona scored early I believe it's Patry scored the first goal and the first two goals I also uh,
1: think that just to back up slightly I thought that if Barcelona scored early in the second half they would win the game yeah if it kind of felt like that I almost was like they're not going to do the same thing as they did last I don't know why I had that Thought.
0: It felt very much, and I thought it felt the same way last year as well. They just scored their goal too late. Yeah, um, but it felt it every time I watched Barca. I always feel this way. I think in that it always seems like they just need to get their first goal. Yep. And once because they get their, it feels first like just goal, things start rolling. Yeah. Once they get their first goal, everybody relaxes a little bit, and they go. Um, and it felt like that was very much what happened. Pachi scored the first one. Pachi scored the second one. And then I believe it was, why am I blanking? Mm -hmm. Who scored the third one?
1: I literally have it in my head. Who the hell scored it? I know. I can
0: see her face. Oh, like I can see the goal. Um, Rolfo. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, Rolfo scored the third one. The third goal was actually... It was a combination of a frantic defending and and bad luck on Wolfsburg's part. It was some good good play from Barcelona, but they won back defense. uh, Wolfsburg won it back in their own box. Her clearance hit her teammate in the face. Yeah, and that's a little bit of bad luck. It's a little bit of panic in the back. There was definitely it it was panic. Yeah. Um. I definitely feel like Wolfsburg did not keep their composure once Barca started to exert some real pressure. Um, That being said, the usual suspects for Barca, I do feel like were relatively quiet. Um, Yeah.
1: It did feel like the whole team kind of had to show up. yeah,
0: Yeah, in the sense that, you know, Carolyn Graham Hansen has been a really, really big part of their run to the final this year. Um, and she, while she didn't play badly, did not have, you know, the sort of headline catching performance that she did um in the semifinals, for example. um and then even like Bonmati is so good. Oh, my God. I love, I love her. Yeah she had a an understated game in that way sometimes she's and she is fairly understated fairly often i suppose um but she had a pretty under she played really well but she had an understated game lucy bronze did not have a good game all around i didn't think um in her defense she is relatively recently back from injury um yeah and I just don't think she's she's shaking all the rust off just yet. No, but I don't yeah, think she has not, either. Yeah, it's not the best showing from Lucy Bronze, but I think we'll forgive her for it. Um, Kira Walsh, likewise, was good, but not. I think it. Yeah, the Barcelona performance felt very much like a team performance rather than individuals. Um, in this particular instance, Alexia did get to come on. This is really game. nice that she was it able was to nice get on. To be, but... um, you know, because she is, you know, their captain and the whole, you know. But I actually saw a bunch of chatter after the game. Um, and I think at the end of the day, this comes down. Uh, so much is going to depend on the World Cup um, in terms of the who's going to win the ball into ore. Yeah. Um, but I saw a lot of shouts for Aitana Bomati, which made me really happy. because Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I think he, that like... He, I th- don't think people talk about her as much. No. But like.
0: She's well, I think because Alexia is, system. you know, I think because Alexia is Alexia and it's, it's hard to sort of, she was very clearly the best player in the world for two years. And then, you know, obviously she yeah, ACL, so she's been out, but was very clearly the best player in the world for two years. And when Atena Beaumonti is her teammate and is fantastic, but, you know, the, the star of the show is Alexia. Um, and yeah. Bryce, But I do think that has caused Bomati to be a little bit understated um, or yeah. a little bit underrated. Um, and so it's been really nice to see her get some of that recognition. Um, it's worth noting, however, you know, I, the Women's World Cup is going to impact a lot of it. And Spain is is still in trouble with the World Cup. Um, uh, Barça's goal scorer who scored the first two goals, Patri, um, has I believe stated she has no intention of playing, yeah. Um, and she's just the I think she reiterated that after the final, which I think is why it was in the headlines. But, um, yeah, I I don't believe there's there's some issues there. We've talked about it in the past. There's a lot going on with the Spanish Federation, um. So and I think it's a shame not to get too off topic but no I think but
1: i like i absolutely agree because
0: it's hard to I, talk about still not talking about spain um
1: but i think that spain would have a shot to win the world cup if all their players played i think they have a very
0: strong chance of winning the like world they cup. honestly could be the favorite i think if i think if spain had a with alexia back from injury now yeah. if had all of their top players and a coach that they those players respected they would be a strong favorite I think
1: I think so too
0: they would certainly be one of the favorites if not the favorite they are so they have such talent in there just
1: so good like they're so
0: ridiculous they're so good I know we sort of talk about this um we've talked about there or I have mentioned um, If you miss the, you know, Javi and days of Barcelona. Yeah, watch Bar- you be you watch women. the women. I think that's the same. It's true of Spain as well. This could be their 2010 World Cup team. Yeah, no, so I'm they should really time. figure their fucking shit out. And I, think a, and I think it's a, and I think it's criminal that they're, you know. No, it is. And it's like this
1: happened i respect the players who are holding by their decisions because a like they must know this too right like they know this might be their shot and they're not just gonna keel over for that and like step back on like their morals which so much respect for that but maybe the spanish federation should figure out the fact that they could win the world cup yeah they they should figure it out like it's so annoying it's so infuriating
0: it's it's just it just sort of reminded me how big of a shame it is that the Spanish Federation has so little respect for their players
1: yeah Um, and I mean it's not just Spain right like the Canadian issue hasn't really been resolved either even though they claim it has been it's it's a systemic issue in women's football and women's sports in general and like yeah, Maybe this is the only way for it to be done for like players of the team that could win the World Cup to be like, we aren't playing.
0: Yeah.
1: Anyway, sorry. We got we'll off topic.
0: That's,
1: that, um, um, yeah, we'll talk about it. But
0: we'll talk about it
1: um, when we preview the World Cup, I'm sure. Yeah. Once we get some rosters out and everything. Yeah. Um, but congratulations, yeah. Barcelona. Definitely well-deserved. Really nice comeback. Anything
0: else yeah, to say great on game. the women? This great so,
1: game. I honestly like I did technically have the FA Cup up, but I didn't watch any of it. All I was watching was this game. So
0: <laughs> and I, contrary to Rachel's snort last weekend, did have the women's game on my yeah, TV. Yeah, I'm proud
1: of you. You proved me wrong. I just thought that in the end you might turn back on what you thought, but you didn't. You held you held to it. Good on you. Good
0: on ha. you. Huh. Speaking I, did, of FA I Cup. deserve that. I deserve that. It's fine we're fine we're fine <laughs> um Speaking of the FA Cup um my <laughs> so shrine say, my shrine say... continues to do its job okay,
1: the shrine I did trade your shrine at some point And I I told you I did would, and I did so I roll. I will just say the FA Cup like I put the women's game on my TV right and you know like right when it was starting I was like oh like who cares it takes me like a couple of minutes to get the FA Cup on on my computer well no because of course Man City goes and scores in like the first minute. I turn it on and they're celebrating. I'm like, what the hell happened?
0: <sighs> anyway. That's what I yes, to say What's game. funny about that? <laughs> what's funny about that is um in case you are not aware, um, even if you know the final score, Ilkai Goodwan scored the fastest goal in uh, FA Cup history on Saturday. It was 12 seconds. Uh 12 seconds, I believe, is what they finally decided. Just, just, yeah. Um, and I need you to understand that, listener, that I am in a time I am in a different time zone than than Rachel. So at, yeah, you didn't already it, know that it was the 10 a.m. kickoff for the east coast folks I'm in mountain time so I it was an 8 a.m. kickoff for me yeah now when, generally speaking when a game kicks off before 9 a.m. I either set my alarm for like three minutes before kickoff or before <laughs> kickoff. now for league games I usually set them like for kickoff like if it's a 7 30 kickoff my alarm goes off at 7 30 yeah um for this game, I got up at about 7.50 because I wanted to, like, Prepare be yourself. set up I had two games to put on. Yeah. Um. But so basically, I had, like, gotten up, whatever, started to, like, half make my coffee and then came back over to, like, my setup to make sure the games were all on. And I had the women's game on my TV but muted and I had the FA Cup game on my computer but the sound was on. And so I had set it up. The whistle hadn't blown yet, but they were about to. And I went over back over to my kitchen, um, like ten feet away from my computer to make my coffee. Like I was still <laughs> making my coffee, yes, and I'm, like okay. you know, busy because, like you said, like usually the first couple minutes of the game are safe. Like you can normally, yeah, you know, but it like was both games they score right away in both of them. Well. No. <laughs> well I'm making my coffee and all of a sudden I hear goal and I was like what and I looked up at the clock on on my microwave where I was making my coffee and it said 8 a.m and I was like what the fuck like I didn't even hear the whistle go for time to start and I come running back over to my computer you know like and because I was like god don't let it be Manchester United (laughs) Um, but it wasn't it was um it was Okagunwan. And honestly, it's just, I mean, they went back to Ortega from the goalkeeper. He popped it up to Holland, who sort of passed it a lot. Like, it was like, and then suddenly it was in the in goal. The I don't think, I'm not sure. Manchester United knew the game had started. Uh, um, I don't think anyone had, but there you go. That's how you do it. But it was an excellent start. And there were a couple hairy moments um, in the FA Cup final at, at large. I, listen, I'll say this way. Um, I don't think City ever really got out of second gear in the game. No. Um,
1: but I also, I feel like I texted you at some point and was just like, I don't think that City's going to, like, you obviously were more stressed about that game. Yeah. But like, to me, as more of a, like, neutral who, like, wasn't really paying attention because I was watching something else. Like, it never really felt like, to me, City was not going to win, even when it was, sure. like, tied. Like, it just yeah, didn't, think- and you're right. Like, it almost felt like they kind of were just like, we're going to be able to win this game. We don't even have to turn it up another notch.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely. They they never turned it up another notch. They didn't need to. They didn't turn it up another notch and they really controlled the whole game. Um, Manchester United leveled the score towards the end of the first half on a a penalty kick. Um, Listen, everybody and their mother has pretty much said the same thing about this penalty kick. Everybody understands that by the letter of the law, Hand the, this his ball, hand. Right? Like it hits his hand. And his hand is kind of, I guess it's what here's, was it above but his shoulder? Yeah, it's like outside the frame of his body or whatever. Yeah. But the problem is, right? Jack Real is just jumping and not facing that direction. Like well, he I mean, has no idea he, where the ball is. Like, he has no idea where the ball is. He's he literally doesn't see it. Like he has no there's no possible way that it could be intentional. Or that he could know yeah. that he could move his body out of the way. And it's an and it's a natural position for him to his arms to be in when he's jumping, right? Like when you jump, your arms go up. That's that's it, that's how biomechanics work. And so it, it just was one of those things where and and I heard somebody say something interesting, um, th- which was something that I hadn't considered before in terms of this sort of debate about whether it should have been a penalty or not. I think we can all agree by the letter of the law, sure. okay. Letter of the law says it's a penalty. I'm not going to sit here and argue with that. But I think we can all agree that the spirit of the law is not reflected in that letter of the law, right? And we've talked about the spirit. We've talked about spirit of the the law with with offsides before. And we just continuously seem to have these issues, particularly with handball. in and penalty kicks that and I know you know the handball tends to get rewritten every year yeah and it's getting rewritten every year I just don't understand why we can't get it right I feel like I'm gonna be honest I, I feel like some idea of body mechanics has to come into work with this in the terms of like is your arm in an unnatural position is it outside the frame of your body I feel like at some point we have to we uh, there the rules have to consider how your body moves um because your yeah. arms you know what I mean like
1: it is also it, something that I think like it's never I don't think that it's ever going to be perfect it's never going to be kind perfect. of like if, if it's there's the always going to be every single game. yeah even but if you're... we all don't like
0: it as if it's consistent then I don't care that's the other problem the 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 larger problem has of co- always been consistency right um i heard i saw so i heard an interesting argument and i can't remember i listened to a number of podcasts so i'm i'm apologize i don't remember which one of them said this um but somebody brought up the idea of whether or not that should have even been reviewed by var given the purpose of var is to review a clear and obvious error and when in that specific instance, ultimately the ball's flight is not particularly impacted. It's not was significantly that, impacted was by. The
1: P- PK called on
0: the pitch? No. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It, and then play went on for another minute and a half or so before it was called back. Oh, see, I missed all of that because I wasn't yeah. paying close enough attention. Was okay. not, it was not called on the pitch. It was reviewed. And then they called the referee over right. about a minute and a half later to look at it on the screen. And then they called it. Yeah. And so the, the discussion that was on the podcast that I can't remember which one it was. I apologize. Um, was basically like in this specific instance, this is when it's not an intentional there's it's not it doesn't significantly impact the play or the flight of the ball because it really it brushes over his hand right sure. it might change trajectory slightly but there's not a significant impact on the on the flight of the ball and you know and there's no intentionality behind it the ball's coming from like a foot away from Jack she doesn't see it there's truly nothing he could do about it right like it's pure bad luck that it hits his hand like pure about yeah. yeah yeah that maybe this is an instance where we should instead of be discussing whether or not it's a handball via the rule of whether this is an instance where maybe VAR doesn't even need to get involved I think um, it also might come down to like because is that is the referee missing that rush well, of here's, here's the thing if not like if there. the
1: referee had called it on the pitch I don't think that VAR would have overturned that call. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. That's fine. In my mind, fine. It hit his hand. The rules say that it's a handball. But I agree. I think in that case, it's almost – and we've talked about this too a little bit. Like, sometimes slowing it down to the tiniest little speed to get, like, the one frame you need is not, like, equivalent to just, like, how it happens in the game. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't catch something like that so minuscule when you're refereeing because- the game, then maybe it wasn't significant. So I do think it kind of it comes down yeah. to like what was called on the pitch, and maybe then that can inform better how VAR would would work.
0: VAR is 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 intended to correct clear and obvious errors which we have seen before we have seen you know sometimes the referee is facing the wrong way or there's people yeah. in shape of the or like of someone the, dives and you're like that wasn't a yeah, foul and, and there's pe- or there's people you know obstructing the view of the referee for seeing something that is very obviously a foul or a handball yeah. you know a card offense yeah. whatever I do feel like that has very much been lost in the current VAR landscape in the sense that this, again, if it's not something that if the if the ball's impact wasn't stopped, like the cross was not stopped by Jack Raelish's brush of the hand, right? And
1: right. there's been
0: other instances as well where you've seen handballs you know, they, they brush against the upper arm or, or the bottom, but they still ultimately reach their destination or close to their destination Yeah. where the ball just wasn't that good in the first place. So it wasn't really going to go anywhere. Like um, there are instances where you're like, yeah, okay. The letter of the law says that's a PK, but why are we even reviewing that? Yeah. Because it's not an error. It's not a clear and obvious error by the referee in my opinion var should be used for egregious errors by the referee or when he his view his view is blocked he can't see something that happened right yeah and neither of those was the case in this particular instance and i think this is like this is a good instance i think for for me specifically but for everyone to talk about this sort of thing in VAR because it ultimately didn't end up impacting the outcome of the game you yeah. know what I mean so because it didn't impact the outcome of the game like I can sit here and talk about it and not sound like a bitter crone you know
1: yeah um, no yeah
0: but I think like I'll tell you as a City fan as this is happening it started to feel like the Derby at Old Trafford again yeah, yeah. And that offsides decision. Which was <laughs> a similar type of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, where the spirit where we went with the letter rather than the spirit of a law. Um and even then I don't we're not gonna get into that.
1: No, <laughs> no, we can't. We spent yeah. like an hour talking about that when it actually happened. Yeah putting my foot but down.
0: I, I, but I agree, I do I do agree with you. Fan, I think that as a fan, it started to feel like Fuck, are we gonna get screwed by controversial referee decisions again? Yeah. Because that's what happened at Old Trafford. And it and when the PK got called, my gut just kind of like, like it just sank in my gut, like, oh shit, it's gonna happen again. And fortunately, it did not. City maintained control. Gundwan scored again. We were all good. It was smooth sailing. Um but yeah, it did just, it, the only, the other reason it ticked me off too, is because City had not conceded a single goal in the FA Cup. Oh,
1: boo-hoo. Sorry, FA I have FA no goal. sympathy for you on that. I'm so sorry. No That's, sympathy at all. It's just from- Zero. Zero.
0: zero. But- Zero. Sorry. Okay. I do. Anyways. um,
1: I don't, yeah. And would it be us talking about City if I didn't shit on you at least once? I'm aware.
0: I'm okay. aware. Um, but
1: <laughs> you know what this means now. Sorry, we're getting off topic. <laughs>
0: um. Anyways, the uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, Gunner scored another two goals. He's really been on fire. Um. And I could become the Arsenal. That's for sure. I tweeted in all caps. Um. During the game, give him the contract. Yeah, um,
1: you should give him the contract
0: the the rumors on that front nothing has happened but the rumors on that front are that progress has been made between city and the good one camp so um knock on wood i'm hoping that works itself out but um there's more stuff to happen before we can can really get into those sort of contract talks but um Yeah. yeah ultimately it's another trophy for city um I always get a little kick out of uh, having to see Sir Alex Ferguson, like, slap for the city. Um, and, like, he's in the line, you know, as they're going to get their medals. And I'm like, ah, fuck you. Um, didn't he, like, almost die or something? Do you feel no? a little bit sad for him? No. You don't have I to. I don't feel sad for him. He's such a dick about the city. Oh,
1: I didn't know that. But fine by
0: me. Anyways. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh West Ham won a trophy. Yeah, West Ham in pretty dramatic fashion, honestly.
1: Yeah. Uh, also, minute, that game was kind of wild. I did not I only watched the highlights because
0: I was at work, but a 90th minute game winner from Jared Bowen. Um this, for, uh, uh, in the Europa com, in the Conference
1: League. I don't know. Listeners might not really understand when West Ham's going around, to, oh, we won a European trophy. Like exactly which European trophy they won
0: yeah there's there's a strange solidarity right now between city fans and west ham fans and i don't know where it's stemming from exactly other than maybe just to like they're they were the two teams left in european competition and they were like both pulling for each other i don't really know I don't really know That's where it's really the-
1: funny because yeah. did you see that someone asked Pep do you think that like because normally like other English teams will root for the other English team in the Champions yeah. League and the reporter asked Pep he was like do you think everyone in England is going to be rooting for C- City and he was just like I don't know <laughs> I was like
0: oh no he said like he was like he was like I don't know maybe some people but like I don't think Manchester United is going to be rooting for us I, I mean, don't think like,
1: okay fine like for- I would not root for Spurs in the Champions League fine like you know yeah. like
0: no I I wouldn't that's fine that I understand also not English (laughs) no but we support no but we're not English
1: sure but if I was English and an Arsenal fan you think I'd be rooting for Spurs in the UCL final?
0: no no I don't right so
1: whatever this is off topic again but good on West Ham it was a fun game um really happy for them honestly I don't know I just feel like they they kind of, like, slog through the season sometimes, and uh, I feel like they they needed this, and I feel like their fans kind of deserve something
0: like this. Um, it had been quite some time, like seven years or something. It had
1: been a long time, um, and they were but so it, happy. It and be. just, like, you know, like, it's the type of thing that is really nice to see. Um, just to note, this is the only time we're talking about Arsenal, uh, this podcast, I will just say that... that does seem to be Death and rice's last uh last game with west ham yeah. and um arsenal seems locked and ready to go to offer um and get him it seems like they will
0: do what they need to do to get him so that yeah will, I that will saw, be nice i saw a quote literally like 20 seconds ago um about from either i'm not sure if it was west ham's owner or david Moyes um who basically said um you know we love him we cannot have we could not have asked for anything more from him if he wants to go he's going
1: I do Um, also feel like winning this trophy for him for this club that he came up in the academy through right like it feels like he's now given the, like, I do think, like, it is nice. It's a really like,
0: nice moment for him I don't think
1: leave. anyone can argue he's too good of a player to, to stay on West Ham. And he stayed longer than he's probably had to,
0: right? He he stayed probably a, at least a year, maybe two years longer than anyone would have expected. Yeah,
1: and you know what? You know, He won them a trophy, like a big trophy. And, like, I don't know, like, there's something about that that I really very much respect and type of mindset that, <laughs> I would like on Arsenal. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Um so. we will get into transfer news in a moment. Um, anything you want to say on previewing the men's Champions League final? Um, I don't know if we have much to say at all except Katya will be stressed and praying to her city shrine, and I will be looking forward to hopefully an entertaining
0: game. Yeah. I mean, I think I don't have a lot in terms of sort of predictions. Um I am a little nervous because we haven't seen City play at their top, top, top form in a couple weeks. They haven't needed to, yeah. Um, but and this is the kind of game that they they may need to. Yeah. Um, so that's a little nerve wracking, but that's like my biggest thing that's making me nervous. Um. I don't know. I just. It kind of doesn't feel real to me just yet. I I don't know. If I'm yeah. like it's in. By the time this comes out, it's going to be tomorrow, and I'm going to be like, what? What do you mean? Um, so I feel like it's kind of snuck up on me, and at the same time, it like doesn't feel real, and like I don't really know. I don't really know. So I'm just gonna pray to my shrine. Um, okay. And if you asked me. I have a couple. I don't want to say them out loud because I don't want to jinx them. No, say nothing on this podcast. We can talk about it next podcast. I'm going to, yeah, next podcast, I'll tell you. But I have a couple like in the dark, deepest, darkest pits of my mind. I have like a best case scenario. Like if I was going to write the script for the final, what would happen? And the like my worst nightmare scenario
1: is the so, worst nightmare scenario city losing or city winning but in like so a, a, a stressful specific,
0: way. You no. Know, like a specific way that city loses.
1: Oh, oh, oh okay. I got you. Not All right, just we'll discuss we'll, league, dis- we'll like, discuss next week. So we I have so I have
0: like a if if I was going to write how it was going to play out, I have that scenario and the I if, got you. Yeah. So I have a in the darkest depths of my mind and I don't want to say either of them out loud. No, no, no. no you're not saying but, either of them. But I will tell them to to you after um after we know what happens and you know chances are neither one of them is gonna happen probably
1: (laughs) but you're saying I hope neither of them I mean I guess I can hope for the one that's good but I won't be rooting for city but I am your friend so I like want you to be happy
0: probably neither of them are going to happen but um you never know know. things have happened
1: um sweet Let's move on. It is kind of still, um, we're going to, I think, talk very briefly about a number of the transfers and then spend longer, but hopefully not too long on the one transfer.
0: Everyone knows what we're going to talk about in that one. Um, yeah. So the one thing that I remembered that I said before, I was like, there's one other thing and oh, then I can not right. remember what it was. And then I remembered it like right when we started. It's that Ramos is also leaving PSG, has also yes. left Yes. Now Good. we don't know
1: where he's going. We don't know where he's going, sure. so we can start off there. So Sergio Ramos is leaving PSG. So where unknown, but significant still because he's a big name in football. Um, other big moves. Benzema is leaving Real. I think we had said that last week, but it, we now know he's going to a 100%. team in Saudi Arabia, and I don't yes. remember the name. I don't either, but Conte from Chelsea is also going to Saudi Arabia. So which team the same team, oh, no. same, team I
0: believe. same team um um people are sort of discussing this as sort of reminiscent of i think it's 2016 maybe 2017 when that uh chinese league oh yeah the um, china super chinese league or whatever was trying to pick up players picked up a bunch of players um who were either at the tail end or were like struggling in yeah um and so people are sort of talking about the the Saudi league sort of the same way. So, nonetheless, the Benzema one's not at all surprising. We briefly talked a little bit about it last week. We knew we he was leaving. Game. Yeah. Um, I am going to say I am a little surprised by the Conte one. No, I am too. I like, can't tell... I didn't I mean, know he was a... seeking to leave Chelsea. I know Chelsea needs to offload players, but I didn't know that he specifically – he just has felt to me like the the motor, the heart of that team for so long. I, yeah, and I don't want to like
1: – I mean, I've read plenty of articles and people are like, oh, it was because of the money. And I don't want to just say that, but I, 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 it, it confused never... me a little bit of why, because he yeah, would have started – Like I think he would, like, play, he would play on Chelsea, you know? No, exactly. It doesn't feel like something
0: Conte would do. So, I, I And obviously like, you know, we don't know Conte, but from everything I know about the guy and like everything I mean, that he's I, said, how he's acted about every... No, exactly. So, it's like it just doesn't read as in character for him to like yeah. fuck money. So, yeah. that one that one was a little strange to me um and I think a little bit of a shame. I, I know agree. he didn't get to play at Chelsea this year cuz he's injured, but
1: but still, like I think healthy he would have played like healthy he would have played, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, maybe more uh, information will come out from that as we go. Um, but we'll see.
0: Speaking, speaking of Chelsea, this one is not official like a couple of the others that we have, but it, it is worth noting. The chatter of Mason Mount to Manchester United has significantly increased. Yeah. Um Mason Mount looks pretty much certain to leave Chelsea. And it's looking like Manchester United is where he's going to end up. Yeah. I think that is just a, such a shame. Just I we because, talked about
1: this last week
0: too. Yeah. Just because he's a, an academy boy. And and I think that's a shame, but that's increasingly not official yet, but increasingly big chatter about that. Um, the ones that are, have been given the, you know, the Fabrizio Romano, here we go. Um but have not been like published by the teams. Um, That one is really is Jude Bellingham to Real Madrid, which we all kind of knew that that's been, that was semi-confirmed a couple months ago. Yeah. Uh, That's not any news really to anybody, Um, but it has been given the official Here we go. So that's, you know, on the up now um, confirmed and all that it's looking for, it's going to be about a hundred, I think. Yeah ish so he's he's moving for big money which we expected as we well we
1: expected um hey, it's better it's than good. him going to Liverpool
0: yeah
1: is it? it is it, it has to be it has to be um and speaking of Liverpool McAllister is going to Liverpool
0: this bums me out
1: this bums me out so much because I hate it when Brighton just loses all their <laughs> Here's no, the thing. Them,
0: so I'm sorry. This bums me out because I wanted McAllister.
1: Ah, oh, boo hoo. Never mind. I'm not sympathizing with you on that one.
0: <laughs> and also, I-, I knew that that one was kind of a long shot, but I really didn't want him at Liverpool. I knew he was going to leave. I'd hoped that if it wasn't City, it was. I mean, Arsenal doesn't really need McAllister, but I'd hoped it was more like. Or that he went to Spain. Like. I didn't want it to be Liverpool, but at the end of the day, I mean, yeah. I mean, who wants it to be Liverpool, but yeah. Liverpool definitely need him. Um, Yeah. So it's definitely a smart move from Liverpool, but it just bums me out. I like Alexis McAllister a lot and I'm not going to be able to like him anymore. Yeah. That's sad. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um before we get into the big one uh sh- i guess the only other thing is not really about players it's really about coaching i guess um we do now tottenham has officially announced their new coach neither rachel nor i are prepared to attempt to wait i
1: can i can do it he's celtic's old coach hold on though because yeah. i have to pull it back up because i have to sound it out one moment i w- i will take a stab if tottenham fans you don't like me for doing it i'm an arsenal fan so they do don't like right. you <laughs> okay i think I, it's, I poste, it's definitely italian poste coglu coglu l-u-o poste coglu there you go i tried
0: uh a for effort
1: um, um anyway yeah so tottenham finally has a coach
0: Yeah, so I I think more interestingly is that he did come from Celtic and that the the ever-in-the-headlines Jesse Marsh is among names being tossed around uh, to potentially replace him at Celtic. Of course, there was also chatter that he was going to be the U.S. men's national team coach. We don't know what the fuck's going on there. We're all just going to have to wait and see. But um, that's that.
1: Yep. Should we talk about the big one? Yeah. I would like to say, like in preface this, that um it's funny because when we got on, both Katy and I were like we both had like multiple friends text us and be like, why is this happening? Um, very much has reverberated into like spheres of people who you wouldn't expect to be paying attention. Yeah. Um so if you are living under a rock, I do think you'd have to be living under under a rock. Um, Messi has officially chosen where he's going. He was obviously always going to be leaving PSG, but he is going to Inter-Miami, to which if people start calling it Inter, I'm going to sue. So no, let's not do that.
0: We're just, starting, we're just calling it Miami.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you can't. I'm really sorry. Uh, like, okay. absolutely. If someone starts just calling it that, I'm going to be like, Inter-Milan? Because I'm petty like that and annoyed.
0: What did Messi play in Italy. Um, <laughs> Just us. This was, this was... Anyway. Um, Anyway. So, um, big news I think, especially I, yeah i think for you and i i think uh, and and correct me if i'm wrong but my i had two primary feelings when this news first broke sure. my first thought was thank god it's not saudi arabia
1: <laughs> yes that was my
0: first <laughs> exactly yes thank you for sprinting all of the money that you could have had that was the first one the second one my second thought was i'm a little i'm a little bummed he's not going to do his last dance Me too, but ultimately, it is probably better for FC Barcelona as a football club, long term. This is what I
1: I had to explain this to a couple people too, to be like, Messi's the best. Like, like sentimentally, sentimentally, it would have been so nice. You could have gotten an actual send off, but honestly, that's like the last thing the team that team needs right now. Like that team needs to just keep building how it's building. He doesn't need any – because he would take the spot of someone who, like, you probably want to get playing time, you know? like Yeah, and
0: and especially given, you know, what Xavi is building there and that Busquets and Alba have also left at the end of the season and how much they need to offload players to be able to, you know, register new ones and and, and all the things going on at that club. Sentimentality aside, it it would not make sense to bring him back there.
1: No, and I do think – I. And I feel like, didn't we talk about this at some point too? Of like, like, I wouldn't want him to come to this Arsenal team. And I mean, we talked about you not wanting him to really come to City either. And it's like, kind of bad of us to say that maybe. But like, honestly, like,
0: it's really
1: hard to justify taking him when he's 36.
0: And you just want to build your team more. He is the greatest player of all time. Absolutely. I, I firmly believe he is the greatest player to have ever played this sport yeah and he's not at the end of his career yet. He's still very, very, very good, yeah where he where he shows his age is that he cannot play as a part of a press, yep, yeah. and I, that's why I didn't want and that's primarily why I didn't want him at city.
1: Well I didn't want him at Arsenal either
0: because you the highest levels of European football these days are high press, yeah and that's that's what's in stylistically right now um thanks pep guardiola (laughs) but um and and he's just and he can't do that anymore he can't he's too old to do that for 90 minutes he doesn't do it and i don't blame him for it he's the greatest player to have i firmly believe he's the greatest player to have ever played the sport he can do whatever the fuck he wants yeah and i think for that sort of reason inter miami makes the most sense i agree he he gets to sort of antonella can go hang out at the beach all day Oh, absolutely the kids you know can be in you know a fun new place the weather is warm nice and warm that's appealing to them
1: Like when like there's he a did... hurricane and the city sinks into the ocean but that's a whole different story i don't there's also a glob of seaweed coming towards the beach, but ignore I that don't too. Think
0: the Messies are concerned about like hurricane evacuation, I'll be honest. I think they'll get out of there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean they probably will. I'm just saying throwing it out there potential. I'm I'm sure. joking. But, but no, I, mean, I think Katie it's it's a very it. it's a very appealing place <laughs> for him to go relax, play, probably have some say- fun. Be with his family more, most likely. Yeah. Like it, it will so, be relaxed. Like he'll he's playing football, but he won't be like the same type of thing.
0: He's talked a lot actually. And I just, and I paused on it because I saw this quote. He talked about um, his time in Paris and he said, there were two years in which I was not happy. I did not yeah. enjoy myself and that affected my family life. I missed a lot of my children's lives at school. Yeah. His kids are are not old but they're getting older now they're at the yeah. age now where they are very aware of whether or not their family is present yeah. you know yeah they're at the eight they're his kids are old enough now that they're gonna remember stuff from this age like when he was at Barcelona for the most part as- aside from the elder Tiago maybe Mateo um yeah probably not going to have the strongest memories of of that time which is
1: sad a little bit like that is a little sad
0: it is a little sad but I'm glad it makes me glad he won the world cup this year because they're all yeah
1: they'll remember that that. yeah yeah
0: Um, but you know and I think Messi and and the, the Messi family at large holds a very special place in in their heart for Barcelona and I'll be honest. I don't think it's impossible that he ends up back there at a later date. I don't think that him not going there now means that he's never going to go again. Well, they could let heard, him come back were, for like his victory tour of like a few games. I, like... I've heard, you know, vague sort of things thrown against the wall saying maybe they'll loan him back for the back end of a Barca season. That's what I'm
1: saying, comes, right? Like, right. Honestly, who knows what's in this contract let, that uh, might be written into the contract?
0: who knows what's going to happen. I, I don't think him choosing Barca or choose not choosing Barca now means he's never going to wear the Blagrana again. Um, He also said, I mean, he did say uh, in that interview um,
1: where he was talking about all this, he did say, he was like, I feel sad that like, I didn't get like the type of send off that like all the other club legends, like kind of did like it feels kind of odd. like the whole situation that happened in twenty twenty one just feels so odd because it kind of just happened, and then we were like, "Oh, he's not a Barcelona player anymore," and it was so yeah. sudden. There was never really like a like we're gonna send this legend off. Like there was never that. Like it was like he had his last game, and then the summer happened, and he was no longer a Barcelona player. Like it never.
0: It was, it was, it just was such a thing. Um, he also said in this this interview basically that after what happened last time he didn't want to be the reason that like other people were forced out of the club or that like for a similar situation to end up happening that the the situation is just not ideal and he actually straight up said it wasn't about the money that if it was about the money other european clubs are interested the saudi offer he also
1: would have gone to the saudi rick like you know like it clearly wasn't about the money
0: I, I think this is a pre-retirement move. There's also and, and and I've had people go, "Well, why Miami?" Well, I think there's a, there's two main reasons or three main reasons. One, David Beckham owns Inter Miami. Um he is obviously met he knows Messi. Um and has a lot of resources there. Argentina Has a training facility in Miami. Yeah. And Miami is one of the biggest cities, if not the biggest city, for Latin and South American country. Like Yeah, it like makes complete sense for him. Culturally, it makes a lot of sense. Like it just everything kind of lines up and and it makes a lot of sense all around.
1: And like honestly, like, yeah, I mean, I think he is thinking about like his family and raising his family and where he wants to do that and what does that mean and I don't know it's good like it's like it's good right like I don't know I should explain to a couple friends like why it might seem weird because he's still so good but like it also like makes so much sense that like he's choosing to do it now and it's not like a cop out in a way like he like I think he's. I, I think he. I think if he's ready, ready to win the win. World Cup, something different might have happened. Yes. but having but, not, but that was the last thing he ever not. wanted. You know, like that was the last thing he needed to win, and now I think is he's he's. We talked about we thought he might
0: just retire in like January. Yeah. He so. won literally everything there is to win. Yeah. There is nothing left in global football that he has not won,
1: except the Premier League. No, I'm just joking. I'm not gonna be.
0: <laughs> you know. But, like, there's never been a competition that he's been in that he hasn't won. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I think this all reads to me like he is in – he's at the point now where he's ready to take that half step back yeah. and be in an environment where he can pay a little bit more attention to his kids yeah. and just sort of enjoy the last couple of years of his career – Without this pressure on him.
1: I will say this is really funny because I don't know if you saw Barcelona's statement about this, but that is like what they said in like a kind of like annoyed and Versa like were being shady about it. Like shady way. And I'm like, this is probably true, but like why are you saying it? Because yes. like you're upset and sad that like you failed to get him back, even though it was yeah, your fault your that he
0: left it. in the first place. <laughs> Everything in Barcelona's statement about it is probably true. <laughs> yeah. He he wants to take a little bit step back. He wants to not have that kind of pressure on him to per- constantly perform and be, you know, in the sort of pressure that Champions League football, you know, is and 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 all that kind of stuff, and, and you know, competing for major European titles. He doesn't want that pressure anymore. And I think that's what Barca said, and I think that's true, but. Barca was like throwing shade at everybody. They were throwing shade yeah. at Messi. They were throwing shade at the MLS. And I'm a certified MLS hater. Oh but yeah, like, uh,
1: this podcast is a certified MLS hater. Like, come, but on. Like, come on. Like, what? Is, like, I don't understand. Like, they're like this. You just, uh, they Barcelona me. Oh, like, I
0: know. There there was no need for them to make any sort of statement. No, none at all. Oh, like, so they just look bitter. They are bitter, and it's and it's so because in my brain, I like have a separation between like Xavi and the team yes. and everything else about Barcelona. Yes.
1: yes, I do too. Well, you have to. <laughs> otherwise, like
0: Xavi and the team love them. Yeah. Everything else, y'all need to shut the fuck up. No, seriously. Like, they drive me crazy insane but anyways say lovey
1: um it is um and i just saw that i think all of inter miami's tickets have now been sold out so yeah and
0: it's so, yeah. somebody was saying i saw a tiktok of a guy who has season tickets to i think it was new york red bulls and and because he has season tickets, I guess there's somewhere that he can see like what the resale value of his ticket oh, is. Yeah. And the game that red like I guess that Miami is coming to New York in like September. Yeah. And his resale value is three grand. You know, like yeah. it's crazy. The ticket, it's like they, they said it's the it's the Taylor Swiftication of the MLS. Um and I think ultimately, the other thing that's kind of exciting about this from a not, a less messy standpoint and more from a sort of American standpoint is the extra attention that this brings to the sport. Yeah. And despite us being MLS haters, um, I do, I will say I did go to an MLS game last season. And while it is still nowhere near the level of European football, it has improved quite a bit in the last... Yeah. Five years or so i remember you and i went to a game in college i think well, And it was so bad. but it i don't was all
1: good. i remember from that game is that we were talking like this was before the podcast so we were doing what we now do on the podcast just sitting at the game at the barely yeah. watching the game at all just like talking about all the other soccer we had watched
0: that we wanted yeah. to talk about and just talking shit about what we were seeing in front of us and i will just say I like, to- like it was so great all salt lake game Um, last fall and it was listen live sports are always fun they're always fun but the quality of the game was still much higher than it was five years ago so yeah the the MLS has grown it has improved in quality it's certainly improved like grown a lot in terms of like its fan base and I think all of that at the end of the day is good um I would be happy to one day not be an mls hater yeah i would not i'm an mls hater in the sense that i get called an mls hater because i
1: remind mls it's
0: not the same quality it's not to the same standard and that if players really need want to excel to the highest levels they cannot play their entire career in the mls yeah um And that gets me... And if that's what makes me an MLS hater, then I'll take that label happily. Yeah. I would be delighted to someday. And I don't think it will happen anytime remotely soon. But for someday when I'm an old lady, for the MLS to be a really excellent league, to be playing the type of football that is on par with what we see around the rest of the world, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. I'd be happy to... Be happy with that, and you know, it, Messi is the kind of thing that can definitely grow the sport even more in this country. So, um, yeah, I do think I think the question will be because I was thinking about this too a bit,
1: and maybe we can I don't know how much more we have to say about it after this, but I think that I think the problem is Messi coming is great. Mm-hmm. I think now though, players coming up, and maybe more male like. like men more than women but we could make we could discuss the women on a different time but for the men i feel like it's becoming more and more clear especially with the most latest like u.s men's national team roster that came out is like you have to go play in europe to be good let's say
0: right well, it's like but I if, just said, you can start your development in the MLS. There's a lot of great academies. Yes. A lot of the best U.S. men's national team guys came through U.S. soccer. Yes. But, but in like, order to maximize your potential, in order to be the type of player that can compete on a global scale, you have to play in Europe.
1: And and my question is, is with that trajectory now, like, in place, like, people, that is what everyone's doing now, right? Like, I feel like that is now the norm, I wonder a little bit on how much can the MLS grow if that if that trend is the only trend possible, yeah, for these players and like they're honestly there's so many and I mean we could talk about this for ages but I wonder how that plays into it. I also think like they need to change how they play. They don't like I think they also should change the system of. Well, I was going to say to match how it, like, I do think there's certain things that could happen to help it
0: line up better. One of the biggest problems with the MLS that makes it harder for it to grow is there's no pro row. Yeah. Um, And I have a cousin who plays for a USL team. um, And you see every now and then the U S open cup will have usl teams beat mls teams yeah um, and things like that and there's no opportunity for those usl teams to ever become mls teams yeah. um, and it does seem like we're getting to the point now where there might be a market for that or in the sense that like there are there are usl teams that are good enough to actually like be able to do that like for that to be a feasible thing for them to do and the usl league is starting to get big enough for that to happen i also think people more than ever are paying
1: attention to relegation and promotion potentially because of wrexham but i think they understand it what it means now and can understand the excitement around it
0: yes i think there's a there's definitely a growing sort of awareness of it in terms of things because of things like wrexham um, but I do, I do still think ProRel is a really, really hard sell um, in the U.S. market. Yeah. I do think for a number of reasons, and I do think that's certainly not, I don't think implementing ProRel would solve everything in the MLS. No. You know, and immediately make it good um, or, you know, on par with anything else. But I do think it's something to consider but i think on the on the flip side like here's the thing right if you look at some of the south american leagues right the argentine leagues you know the yeah. river plates or where the santos in brazil yeah. um those leagues are not trying to be the best league in the world no they are what they are they are they have great great fans Within their country. Um, they get phenomenal, phenomenal turnout at their matches, mm-hmm. you know, insane rivalries, good quality sport, but much like everywhere else, their best players go to Europe. Yes. Yeah. So the MLS at some point needs to decide which type of league it wants to be. And I don't think there's any shame at all in being a quote-unquote lesser league, in the yeah. sense that you have great turnout, great fans, good sport, fun times. Yeah, Everybody's no,
1: absolutely. That, yeah, but your
0: players that come through developmentally all leave. Yeah, there's no shame in that. But no, the MLS so. decide whether they want to do that and be okay with that. Or if
1: they I, want to grow their league. Yeah. 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 I agree. So. We shall see. But every moment now will be definitely paying. I mean, like, we were joking. We're like, oh, we're going to be going to an MLS game probably.
0: Yeah. Or pay attention to the game, MLS. Game. Though game I game. won't
1: be because sure as hell won't be buying Apple TV Plus to watch the MLS game.
0: So. Whatever. Yeah. We'll figure it out.
1: I mean, we always do, don't we?
0: Yeah, um, we've been making jokes about Miami vacations. Um, we should wait till it's, it dies down a little bit, though. Although um, we do, it does seem like nobody anticipates Messi to be playing with Inter Miami before August at the earliest. Man
1: needs a vacation.
0: Yeah, he's gonna take a vacation, and then he's gonna, you know,
1: come on in, play like one every like three games,
0: probably, be like what. <laughs> But like David, David, I gotta Antonella said said the boys have a soccer game this weekend. I can't play. I have to go coach. I gotta go <laughs> I gotta go coach Tiago's team. You know so sorry,
1: for my <laughs> bad. You'll be fine without me. You're the bottom of the league anyway. It doesn't matter. He's on he's
0: on FaceTime with Mateo on the bench. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: like Mateo being like, I hate inter Miami. I went I don't know who their rival is, but you know. The kid is hilarious. Anyway, yeah. um that's kind of all we have um I'm sure there will be more developments in that area but um we'll keep you all updated we have one more I mean next week will literally just be us talking about the Champions League and any other transfer news that has happened but um we will definitely have a lull be due to the
0: summer but yeah so we'll be back for the weekly show next week and then but that'll be our last weekly one for a while um we probably will not speak to you again until just before the Women's World Cup, but most likely uh,
1: we need a vacation too, guys. The soccer is kind of on the vacation, so we need a vacation too. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so we will talk to you next week. Actually, it may only be me. I don't know if Cot's gonna like survive, depending. So be. could be a solo show, but
0: we'll let you know. Listen, it'll either be a solo show or it'll be violently obnoxious So which case that
1: it would just be a solo show of you because i would probably leave
0: (laughs) so it might be a solo show either way yeah
1: but Um, anyway stay tuned because you never know what will happen you'll just have to
0: tune in next week to find out so find out all right that's all for this week we'll see you next week on kicking balls